0: this guy's being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast presented by locked on it's joe marino kyle krabs and chris schubert from the draft network and we are your hosts here on this wednesday episode of the show it's hump day kyle happy wednesday to you
1: happy wednesday i do have some developing news for you
0: is this a wee woo wee woo wee woo no or? it's okay.
1: it's not it's it's more of a personal thing I got The Rock's new energy drink. Mm-hmm. And let me just say, You're speaking man, of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, correct? That's, that's oh. correct. The man has done it again. He has not done a single bad thing in like 10 years as far as products go. I don't know okay. Dwayne personally, so yeah. but he's a, he's a very, very well respected and, and I admire a lot about him, but like a side of like the Hercules movie. I think that might be like the worst thing he's done in a long time. And like these are banging. They're awesome.
0: I mean, I think we can, you know, he, it didn't work out with Jennifer Lopez. That's a concern, right? Like that's something you got to make sure works out. Right. Was that, are
1: you talking about Alex Rodriguez? Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I think we oh. lost Joe for the rest of the oh, show. So it was, it was beautiful. It just absolutely. Let's just assume beautiful. we don't hear from Joe for the rest of the. show. Are we keeping that?
0: Or is that staying? <laughs> is that staying in the pod? Or oh, you're beauty. You think I'm editing that out of the show? No chance, need it. Shoot me, I don't need it. <laughs> say less, Joe. Say less.
1: I don't need it. That's how oh. good Dwayne. That's how much of a heater Dwayne the Rock Johnson has been on. That Joe's trying to blame him for things he didn't even do. Just to to trying
0: to poke holes in his resume. Listen to me. I googled Dwayne Johnson break up Jennifer Lopez, and it's and, and I'm I'm done. I got to move yeah, on. Yeah, This uh, is bad. It was this just so bad. funny because he was going down that road, and I was thinking, man, maybe I Kyle and I kind of looked at each other. We like, exchanged the look. Did we, we miss like, this like 10, ten years
1: something? ago? Or yeah. Oh boy.
0: Oh man, this is going to be so I mean, bad for me.
1: He he's in like the tequila market. He's in under armor and exercise apparel he owns a
0: football league. I mean, he's the right. He's, he's, Ultimate he's the name.
1: owner of the XFL yeah. he, ballers on HBO, a bunch of movies. He's in fast and furious. Now he's kind of hijacked the whole franchise and like breathed a bunch of life into that. He's getting ready to be a superhero and play black Adam. Uh he does everything. Moana. I just watched Moana with my kid the other week. That was great.
0: So we're talking about cornerbacks. Not all of them. Some of them today, 2022 NFL draft, Derek Stingley, junior cornerback from LSU. He's a junior one. One ninety five estimate. A um, little bit of background on him. His dad played cornerback at Purdue and then transferred to Triton college to play basketball and he was actually uh, drafted in the Major League Baseball draft. His grandfather was a first-round pick of the Patriots in 1973. He was a consensus five-star recruit and the number one player in the 2019 high school class as rated by rivals. And I think everybody saw him in 2019 as a true freshman come in and really dominate the SEC, played really, really good ball. And then 2020 was still a really good season of tape in my mind. It wasn't nearly as good. He battled through a leg injury throughout all of the season. And then (laughs) that LSU defense just lost a ton, whether it was the coordinator or all the players around him, literally. And it led to a lesser season, but I still think he had great tape in 2020, to be completely honest with you. And I did uh, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, and Alabama, specifically from 2020. In addition to a bunch of 2019 tape, and I think he's a first-round pick. I think he's probably going to be the first corner off the board. I think he's got some contenders, but he's got that type of makeup that you think he's, you know, early first-round pick, number one corner. My liner on him is Derek Stingley Jr. is an outstanding press man corner with elite ball skills and ideal size, but needs to become more consistent as a tackler and have a better sense for staying connected on in-breaking routes. His press sequencing is so good. Like, his body control, his ability to get his hands placed, stay leveraged, turn and run, no false steps, super clean. Speed's there, transitional quickness is there, the ball skills are exceptional. I, I mean, he's a total package. He's the type of guy that you draft and feel like, You've got your number one corner for a long, long time. Special type talent. Buying in all the way on Derek Stingley.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to hold last year's regression against him when I believe he missed the first game of the season,
0: didn't he? Like he was um, in the
1: hospital. He was hospitalized.
0: Yes. He 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 had he had some stuff going on, but man, I still think he played good. Like it is he set a high bar in 2019, man. Mm-hmm. You know what? And whether it was coaching changes or i mean the whole secondary was gone him battling through the leg he still played really well
1: i can't wait to watch him on offense a little bit this year is that a thing yes really that's a million percent a thing
0: wow well i mean that's just the type of player he is he's a special player you want him you want him involved as often as possible and
1: Orgeron was teasing that going into last year, too. Really? Wow. So it's a testament to the athlete that he is and the and the ball skills that he has. And you don't get a lot of two-way players, right? No. So for so for that to be even on the table and in the conversation for Derek Stinley is is a great testament to what he's he's capable of
0: doing. And if he does it, right? Like he that's not gonna help him, right? <laughs> like in the right. in the great in the scheme of his NFL prospects it's not going to help him. Dude's a baller, who,
1: who who's the last guy to to do that? Was it Hester? Dory?
0: I thought a Dory, a Dory Jackson. No, I mean at the
1: at the pro level. Oh gosh. John Ross know. doesn't count.
0: <laughs> the, the Patriots uh, they used to play they played oh, Troy Brown at some yeah, corner, Troy right? Yeah. Troy
1: Brown played corner, yeah. Uh, they, I I'll never forget that because Miami went at him. When they wore the orange jerseys with A.J. Feeley at quarterback, they went at him and then scored, uh, I think, the game-winning touchdown on Monday Night Football late in the season, and they were like a terrible team. Uh, I believe that was against Troy Brown.
0: Cal, hey, there was this one time that I was watching um, the Jets play with Adam Gase as their head coach, and they were playing the Bills, and the Bills were like out of corners, so they put Isaiah McKenzie on the field, and they had him over – uh, I think it was Robbie Anderson, like the Jets' number one wide receiver. Let
1: let me guess, they didn't target Robbie Anderson, did they? They
0: did it. They didn't throw it. Oh. They didn't throw. It. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> you know what is not crazy is checking out Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can drag all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. <laughs> Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You're right, buddy. No, sneeze sneeze there or something. You know, I'm sitting there trying to talk about bed online, and I'm thinking to myself, how badly I'm going to get roasted for all of my antics (laughs) at the beginning of this podcast, man. I mean, yes, yes, yes,
1: to go get out the bath and get some rest.
0: Unreal, man. (laughs) Unreal.
1: There's only two people who could have got that reference, and one of them didn't get it, but Chris got it.
0: I can't even listen to anything that's happening in this podcast because all I can think about (laughs) is how. (sighs) (laughs) I'm
1: going to get us back on track here and talk about Ohio state cornerback seven banks. Uh, He's a senior this year, six Oh one Oh six foot one for those uninitiated with the four digit uh, height scale. It's first number is the feet. The second two are inches. Zero one would be one. One zero would be 10. And then the last of those four digits is how many eighths of an inch. Uh, so estimated 601061, 200 pounds, probably runs right around a 4-5. He's a senior. He did not enter 2020 as the highly regarded Ohio State corner. That was Sean Wade. And let me just tell you, Seven Banks was much better on film than what Sean Wade was. Uh, this past year, he's a former four-star recruit. He participated in Nike's The Opening and Under Armour's All-American game before arriving at Ohio State. His older brother's brother is Marcel Harris, who's a safety for the San Francisco 49ers. If you watched anything with Ohio State last year, you'd know they run a ton of cover three. They run a lot of even front stuff uh, defensively. And his projected role this upcoming year is a starting perimeter outside cornerback Uh, he's one of those guys uh, who did do a little bit of traveling Uh, he did do some matchup specific stuff as far as being able to take stuff in the slot or uh, playing on the outside and anytime you get a player who's comfortable doing both it's a really nice feather in their cap for their evaluation process so uh, just a, a little quick background on seven banks Seven banks is the latest in a long line of recent Buckeyes to be prominent NFL draft prospects. Banks was impressive even in the valleys of his play in 2020 opposite Sean Wade and was the more reliable cover option in the Ohio state secondary. Banks showed the ability to execute assignment matchups and travel with his man, taking snaps in both the slot and on the outside throughout the course of the season. He's a physical defender who showed good combativeness to press and disrupt route releases, but he played more often in a half turn and took deep third assignments in zone coverage. Where can he get better Uh, He needs to maintain his tight coverage at the top of routes and be careful not to overplay his leverage as there were instances in which he sagged off or gave up a little bit too much room in that half turn and and giving ground uh, and allowed for some really clean breaks on routes that either broke into the middle of the field or guys that ran right past him uh, and took some shots. Indiana took a couple shots on him down the field where he was just a little loose as far as staying disciplined, not biting on double moves or head fakes, all that kind of stuff. Um Clemson's Cornell Powell big boyed him at the catch point on a back shoulder throw in the playoff that illustrated some late recognition to find the ball. Uh, you'd hope you'd avoid those kinds of reps moving forward, given that Banks at six one, two hundred has the kind of physical profile you would expect to not have those issues at the catch point. So uh he's got the foundation to be a top thirty-two selection, but I think he needs to be a little bit more consistent. And uh, certainly stepped into a prominent role in 2020, but it's a very small sample size. And remember, Ohio State, they had to make an exception for the number of games to be played to qualify for the Big Ten championship game because Ohio State had the issues with COVID-19 last year. So the sample size of him as a starting corner to the degree in which he illustrated in 2020 is very small. And I'm looking forward for the encore to see if it matches what he showcased in 2020.
0: Cal, do you want to get into what we talked about with Banks and the Ohio State defense, particularly against Alabama, and how that would not be a banner game for him, but how the scheme kind of failed him more so than anything he did on the field?
1: Yeah. I mean, you and I both watched the Starkeesian clinic. It was what was it, the one that he just did this past offseason once he took the job at Texas. And I'm he- not sure
0: if he was at Texas or not. I think it was after the season, though.
1: Right. But it was the one that he recorded this past offseason.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: It was not the one that he because he did one the year prior on RPO stuff. This yeah, was, I don't think it was that. Yeah. He literally pulled the room of coaches that were listening to him give a lecture. And he's like, How many of you guys just play straight cover three? How many guys still do it? And apparently a couple hands went up and he's kind of like, I'm gonna kill you guys. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna slice and dice you and I'm gonna nickel and dime you and throw the ball over the field on you. So, Sarkeesian's offense really is not well suited to play three deep across the back when there's so much RPO stuff and you're trying to have hook curl defenders taking away slant throws on the, the RPOs that they have and then you get into the box count issue and if you play in three deep uh, but you're, you're really going to struggle to stop the run first of all and, and once you start throwing that extra body down in there to combat that uh, they're just going to pull it and they're going to play pitch and catch and start even Sarkeesian talking about dynamics of like, if you're playing zone, if you're playing man, my routes are always going to run away from your leverage. If you're playing zone, we're going to sit down, we're going to come back down the route stem. We're going to run a bunch of uh, curl routes and stuff like that, that are, are, or, or find soft spaces in zone. Right, You don't want to run curl routes against man coverage because they're on your body. And if you stop moving, then that's not really going to help you. So uh, it was really enlightening to listen to him talk. So thinking about Ohio State playing so much cover three and refusing to get out of it to the point where tough Borland is trying to carry a deep middle of the field zone drop against Devante Smith in the slot, that's not going to work. Like It's just not going to happen. And Ohio State never really seemed like they got anything else in line to kind of call upon to help stop, slow down Alabama. And that's how you saw Alabama just run roughshod all over them in the first half.
0: Do you feel like Banks is a scheme transcendent player or is he going to fit into certain defenses better than others?
1: I think he has the potential to be really good, impress man. I think he has, I see some parallels to Damon Arnett and I know Damon Arnett in Las Vegas and he was drafted with a top 20 pick and, and they already seem to be down on him and I get all those things and Arnett really needed that last year at Ohio State to kind of sell himself as a viable prospect anyway. I think Banks prior to season senior season stuff is better than what Arnett had, but Really, really physical at the line when he plays press, plays really sticky, and gets a little grabby at the top of routes. Like those were all things that were existent in Damon Arnett's profile as a player, right? I don't think that's mm-hmm. that's unfair to say. I see some of the same stuff in Seven Banks, which makes sense. They're coached the same way. They're coached by the same uh, scheme and system. So I think he can play in a offense or in a defense that asks their receivers to run more press man and he will do just fine. Um, But I like the fact that he has enough experience playing deep third zone and playing down in the slot that you're probably going to have multiple courses of implementation for him uh, to find a spot that's going to work.
0: Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Need to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. So many amazing flavors. They're all delicious. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. It's like eating a candy bar, but they're good for you. Built Bar is great for anyone who is health conscious. Whether you want to lose weight, maintain weight, or just indulge in a delicious treat, you have to try Built Bars. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for anyone who is on the keto diet. Got a deal for you? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and it'll get you 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's get to one more cornerback today here on the podcast. And that's going to be Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson. He's a junior, six foot one ninety-five. I think he runs in the four threes as an estimated 40 yard dash, a five star recruit from Atlanta. And um he had a really outstanding high school career, uh, big time cornerback, big time receiver, and he was outstanding as a returner in high school as well. And I think he's the type of player that can be a first-round pick and challenged to be a high first-round pick. Let me give you my liner on him. Andrew, Andrew Booth has the makings of an elite cornerback prospect with his blend of size, athleticism, physicality, ball sp- ball skills, and competitive spirit, but enters 2021 with only four career starts and 401 total snaps played. I think the thing for for Booth is he just has to play more. He just needs to go out and show show everything that we saw And 401 snaps so far in his career is who he is. And if he does that, this is the type of guy that I think has everything that you're looking for. I remember watching a lot of Clemson last year, and you saw saw that interception that he made um, in the Pittsburgh game. Just an absolutely ridiculous play against Pittsburgh. He had that insane pass break, break up against Miami. And you're like, wow, who is this guy? And then you go into the tape and you watch him on a snap-by-snap basis across several games. And you see that this guy is sticky in coverage. He has good size. He's physical. He's an elite competitor. You know that this guy doesn't want to give you an inch on the field. And that just shows up on the way he plays. I mean, he's the type of guy that – I mean, I watched him and he, he just – You feel him on the tape. You know what I'm saying? Like you watch a player sometimes and you just feel him. That's what you get from Andrew Booth because all all the traits just pop off the screen. Physical player. Never panics. Like, I know he hasn't played a ton. I mean, 401 snaps is not a small amount. That's enough for you to understand what he's capable of. But how calm he is and how advanced he seems for a guy that doesn't necessarily have a lot of playing time under his belt. And... I think Darion Kendrick being there ate into some of his playing time, but the more Booth got on the field and the more Kendrick got off the field for Clemson last year, I thought the more consistent their defense became. And um, this is one of my early draft crushes for sure. Like I know Jordan Reed with us is a big fan as well. And um, I don't know that there's enough buzz for Andrew Booth because (laughs) – I just don't think he has any glaring issues other than play more, sustain this level of play, and you're going to be a top 15 pick.
1: And that was just what I was getting ready to ask you is assuming he does what you said is the objective, which is to go out and replicate what you've done through 400 snaps this far in your college career. Andrew Booth will be a top blank pick in next year's class.
0: I think it's 15, man. Like, he, he made me feel the way Caleb Farley – I felt about Caleb Farley at, mm. uh, after watching his tape. I mean, that's really the parallel that, that I felt. Not necessarily that they're exactly the same player. They're, they have differences. But just that caliber of, of of summer watch where you feel really good about what you're seeing. And he's just so competitive. Like I don't, Jeff Gladney's the, the name in my head right now just in terms of that, that dog mentality on the field. Yeah,
1: team. yeah
0: but he's, I don't know, man, I, he's really good. And does he have I, any I, chance at CB one? I'm not going to say that at the risk of LSU, Twitter going after me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that was the thing is I wrote an article about booth for the draft network and tweeted that out. And, and everyone's like, uh, did Derek Stingley retire? It's like, no, he didn't. But Andrew Booth's really good too. Yeah, and this more is than about one player's allowed to be right. good. Right. So don't yeah. Just appreciate this guy and uh i'm excited to see him at clemson this year and, and just you know i mean it's it's pretty clear him and sheridan jones are going to be their guys on the outside uh, darian kendrick plays for georgia and throw throw at his guy if you dare that's what i'd say man
1: i haven't told you this but as we get ready to sign off here i have my first like formal big time draft crush really for this year's upcoming class
0: is it a player we've talked about? No. Are you going to tell
1: by, us? Or? By the time this, this airs, we will have talked about him. We haven't even talked about him in our scouting staff meetings yet. Oh. Okay. I think this player, I gave him a first round grade Whoa.
0: and we've we know how, some more of those.
1: yeah, we, we know how sparing those are based on our uh, regional watches. Uh, his name, if you'd like to know it, it's Brandon Joseph, safety from Northwestern.
0: I do not know Mr. Brandon Joseph.
1: When when we are done, just Google or YouTube his one-handed interception covering Garrett Wilson in the Big Ten Championship game this past year. And He's know that he... He was a Is redshirt it? freshman last season. So he's a redshirt sophomore this year.
0: Is it as good as Andrew Booth's interception against Virginia? Well, why, don't do why don't you do it? Why don't you I'll
1: stall for you. Why don't you do it right uh, now? Do you,
0: do you know the, the, yes,
1: I know what you're, I know what you're talking about.
0: All right. So that's a high Excellent. bar to clear. Cause that might be the best interception I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. This, so this, this was
1: Brandon Joseph playing in the slot, man-to-man coverage against Garrett Wilson in the red zone. Against Ohio State, intercepting okay, Justin here Fields. Is.
0: Here it is. So, let's uh, push play here and we'll mute it so that. And Chris, I promise
1: play. I won't talk too much about Joseph, so we can talk about him in depth on the the All show.
0: Right. We got a second and five. So this is Justin Fields back to pass. Ooh, I need to see the, I need to see the slow motion replay here. This is a okay. great play.
1: It's a great play. It, it is a great play. You're right.
0: I don't know that he gets as high in the air as Booth, though. I,
1: it's, I, not, it's not a jumping contest. It's just the quality of the play on the ball.
0: Justin Fields is stunned. Northwestern fans are going crazy. Here comes the replay I'm looking for here. He's a safety?
1: He's a safety. He's a redshirt nice. freshman safety in that game.
0: That's nice. He led. He hung uh, up in the air a little bit there. There you go. That was the look I was looking for. It's a good play. hit.
1: He had six interceptions and eight passes defensed in nine games last year for
0: Northwestern. Oh, okay, we got Ball a live magnet. one here.
1: Ball magnet, brother. There's not a lot of holes in this dude's game. He's only played in 13 games thus far, starting oh. nine of them. So yeah, that's uh, that's a tease for another day. But uh, I'm a big fan of Brandon Joseph. As we wrap up this cornerback conversation, perhaps safeties will be right around the corner. It's a better-looking safety class at the top than last year, just based off of my watches in the Big Ten. I got a couple of guys I could see being first-round guys, so that's very exciting stuff. Joe, you got something to add?
0: Is the passer rating against Brandon Joseph's coverage last year? 2.8.
1: 2.8. How many times was he targeted?
0: 24 times. He gave up eight catches for 50 yards. (laughs) Six interceptions, 2.8.
1: Redshirt freshman.
0: Man and his his versatility. Two hundred snaps from the box, one eighty eight is a deep safety, and one fifty seven from the slot. Got a live one here. Is he Red he's, shirt eligible, fresh, right? he's a redshirt sophomore this year. He's a redshirt freshman last That's year. You Northwestern guy. Do you ner- are you nervous he's going to stay?
1: Yes, but he should. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he if he if he he's got the Andrew Booth treatment. If yeah. he does what he did last year as a first year starter for another season. Go, brother, go. Because we talked earlier this past week about safeties and, and creating the perfect Frankenstein's monster of one. You'd get it with Brandon Joseph. He'd, he'd have a spot before it's all said and done, just based on the very, very, very small early sample size. But f- phenomenal watch, somebody for us to talk to. Another day, we hope to talk to you again tomorrow. Kyle Krabs, Jeremy Chris Schubert. Thanks, as always, for checking out the Draft Dudes podcast. Enjoy your Wednesday.